0: Welcome once again to another episode of Destination Declassified, the channel that investigates the great conspiracies of our time, including that which scares us the most, the unexplainable. For decades, the concept of haunted hotels is something that filmmakers, authors and storytellers have used to entertain, thrill and scare us. These buildings, which provide shelter and accommodation for thousands of people, would have had their fair share of weird stories and twisted tenants throughout their history. Depending on where you stay, there is usually certain doors or floors which are off limits, as well as specific rooms which have previously housed serial killers or have been the location of horrific events. We all love a good ghost story, and hotels are ultimately a great setting to portray terrible tales of fear and unexplainable horror. Today's story, however, is a little different from your normal, everyday haunting. In this episode, we'll investigate an incident that occurred not in the deep, dark hallways or creepy elevators of a sinister hotel, but in the skies above, the Place Bonaventure Hotel in downtown Montreal. Considered to be one of the greatest UFO sightings of all time, seen by numerous eyewitnesses over the course of a three-hour period, this eerie event has generated debate, anxiety, and frustration ever since it was spotted in the skies above a terrified resident. So what was the mysterious entity that hovered above the hotel that evening? Who saw it and what events transpired over those critical hours? What explanations and subsequent theories have transpired in its wake? Join us as we check into the Place Bone Adventure Hotel and unpack the 30-year mystery, that is, the 1990 Montreal UFO incident. The place Bonadventure Hotel was originally constructed in 1964 and was initially designed as an exhibition hall and international trade centre with general accommodation facilities. Eventually, the structure was completed in 1967 as a hotel on the Rue de la Goustier in downtown Montreal, the French-speaking Canadian province of Quebec. The building itself spans an area of 4.9 acres and is built across 18 tracks on the Canadian National Railway all of which lead to the central station. It is, therefore, a popular living quarters for those who wish to visit the area. The city is generally considered to be a landmark for UFO sightings and paranormal activity, many of which have been observed by countless witnesses over the years. The province and outer areas continue to spark reports of unknown aerial crafts in the skies to this very day. Canada, much like the United States and United Kingdom, has a history of creating advanced technologies and producing experts in the field of astronomy, ufology, and celestial mechanics, who are able to identify and dissect numerous aerial phenomena. This particular case, however, not only stunned the city and its residents, but has baffled the most experienced scientists, emergency services, and institutes, such as NASA, for more than three decades. The date of the sighting occurred on the 7th of November, 1990, at 7.20 p.m., A resident of the hotel was swimming in the outdoor pool, which was situated on the roof of the complex, when she suddenly noticed strange lights glowing in the sky above her. According to the unnamed female, the lights were extremely large and emitting a mixture of colors, including green, yellow, and amber shades. She would also describe the lights as being part of a collective glow that seemed to be attached to a solid aircraft that moved slowly and silently towards her. Passing by the local stock market building, it eventually manoeuvred directly above the hotel, where it remained stationary and motionless, much to everyone's surprise and terror. The craft, which was difficult to gauge due to its sheer size, hung in the sky as word quickly began to spread between various people within the hotel. Given the amount of witnesses, as well as photographic evidence of the object, the incident is largely seen as one of the most plausible and important sightings, not only in Canadian history, but in all of ufology. Perhaps it is no surprise that the files concerning the case became classified and top-secret within a day of the sighting. Reports began to funnel from the swimmer to the pool's lifeguard, who then informed security, who then notified the local paper, La Presse. From there, the authorities were contacted and a message was issued to the police to investigate an ongoing incident that seemingly had everyone at the Place Bonaventure Hotel spooked. Not long after the initial sighting, more than 30 staff members and guests had reached the rooftop to witness the bizarre vessel, as it continued to hover above the hotel. Eventually, the Montreal Urban Community and Royal Canadian Mounted Police had arrived to secure the area and generate a report on what was happening at the scene. Officer Francois Lippe was the first to arrive and was immediately startled by the enormous entity that had hypnotized the residents the threatening presence required immediate backup. Secondary units arrived and began reporting on the craft's size, behavior, as well as logging the testimonies from the witnesses who saw it first. It was also reported that on occasion, the lights would glow much brighter, blinding those on the roof and ground, thus causing general panic and fear of a pending attack. By now, the mounted police were able to ascertain the scale and size of the object which was reported as being in the region of 500 meters in diameter. This number was enough to strike fear and confusion into the heart of Robert Masson, the chief police officer who was trying to control the scene. During the course of the ordeal, which lasted three full hours, a cargo plane, which was spotted by the local airport's radar, made its way across and over the roof of the hotel, bypassing the craft on its journey. Masson and others were able to determine the coordinates of the plane and gauge its altitude as being 6,000 feet above ground. This information allowed Masson to calculate the spaceship's hovering level as being approximately 8,000 to 10,000 feet. In an interview years later, Masson stated that the menacing UFO was actually around five full football fields in size. Officer Masson would stay in contact with the local And nearby military airports in a desperate attempt to identify the craft, which continued to glow and pulsate above the hotel's roof. However, at this point, things took a strange turn, when according to airport personnel, at both control points, nothing seemed to record the unidentified craft on their respective radars. Masson, who could clearly see the entity above him, would later discuss his concerns and potential theories on a Canadian TV show which examined the incident in 2005. The fact that the military would not disclose their radar findings led Masson to state that they were indeed hiding something from him. This shocking declaration of a possible conspiracy was reinforced by the officer when he said, I'm convinced that I saw something that wasn't made by any inhabitants of this planet. There's no doubt in my mind it came from somewhere else other than Earth. After his requests were disregarded, Masson would later find out that all files, police reports, and investigative resources relating to the incident were immediately confiscated and deemed classified within 24 hours of the sighting. As the night rolled on, news channels, reporters, and more citizens flocked to witness the spectacle, as word had clearly spread within the local community. Police officers continued to surround the hotel, and ensure that any concerned residents were evacuated in the event of something more sinister or deadly occurring. Units were dispatched to disable all machinery and spotlights from a nearby construction site in order to prevent reflective beams from shining in the direction of the object and to get an even closer look at its mechanics. Perhaps the best sighting and fragment of evidence came just after 9 p.m. on the roof of the hotel, where La Presse journalist Marcel Laroche had recently arrived to report on the mysterious craft. Having remained dormant for over 2 hours, Laroche chose this moment to photograph the entity. Its publication and subsequent analysis reveals that the object was indeed solid and emitting bright lights. Laroche then descended to the ground below to speak with the witnesses on how they were processing the encounter. One horrified person stated, "They are aliens. I didn't believe it before today." Do you have another explanation?" Just after 10pm, as the evening grew dark and cloudy, the thickness of the clouds began to overshadow the object before completely engulfing it from view. Some say that they could barely make out the image of the craft, but that it drifted slowly towards the Olympic Stadium. Others believe it remained above the hotel for another hour or so, but no one really knows for sure. After the event, members of the police department spoke with free newspaper 24 hours to clarify the situation and minimize panic. However, when pushed to present or discuss the official report, the officers were quoted as saying that it had since been destroyed. Certain witnesses when approached did not return calls or wish to comment on the event either, which definitely seems strange considering the enormity of the episode. Not only were the emergency services vague in their response to the official narrative, NASA were also solicited for their opinion. No one could or would give a clear, concise description of the object in relation to their own records. In another attempt to close the lid on inquiries, it was declared in a CBC documentary report that the authorities contacted both Dorval and Mirabel airports to ensure that no aircrafts were due to perform aerial experiments at the time. It is also documented that an army fighter plane was dispatched to perform reconnaissance and intercept any unidentified crafts. Unfortunately, nothing was found. So was the case ever solved? As of today, the mysterious events that took place over the skies of Montreal's most prominent hotel remain a puzzling enigma that no one is able to define. Despite numerous witnesses, police units, and institutions who saw the craft or were briefed on its description and movements, the unidentified object remains just that, unidentified. There may be those who have not heard of the Place Bonaventure incident. This could be due to the passing of time, a distant memory for those who witness it, or a lack of funded investigations. However, as the files are still under lock and key, the likelihood of a cover-up or a raising of all evidence from public knowledge, quietly over the course of 30 years, is not beyond the realms of possibility. There are a few theories which have risen in the wake of the event. One of the first to be proposed was that the radiant glare was merely a consequence of the Northern Lights phenomenon. Some believe it was a newly constructed spy plane which was able to hover in the sky like a helicopter without making a sound. In relation to the Hynek scale, the classification table devised by the late astronomer and UFO researcher, J. Allen Hynek, the UFO was recorded as simply nocturnal lighting. Cloud Lafur, a scientific journalist and skeptic on paranormal and extraterrestrial entities, questions the validity of the claims, as the object was only seen by those in the Place Adventure vicinity. Cloud claims that if the size and scale of the craft was indeed correct, it would have been reported across numerous regions, especially over a three-hour period. Another skeptical group, known as the Association Les Skeptiques de Quebec, decided to take advantage of the sighting in the form of entertainment and jest. For several weeks, they offered a cash prize of 100,000 Canadian dollars to anyone who could prove the existence of any paranormal or extraterrestrial materials or factors. In relation to the 1990 sighting, a spokesperson for the organization stated, nobody has managed to prove their existence with scientific evidence to date, and so the case was effectively forgotten and closed. However, the incident did arouse suspicion and interest in the form of Bernard Gwinnett, a UFO researcher and Montreal native. He, alongside former NASA scientist, Dr. Richard Haynes, put together a 25-page report in 1992, which detailed every aspect of the event. Although unable to determine the craft's origins, The report by both men concludes by stating that the evidence for the existence of a highly unusual, hovering, silent large craft is indisputable. As ever, the conspiracy and UFO communities have continued to keep the event in the public eye and regularly discuss theories and explanations for its occurrence. If the case is to be solved in our lifetime, such communities must strive to keep the conversation alive and continue to seek the truth. In the end, no one can safely say for sure what happened that evening in November 1990. For those who saw the craft and managed to photograph it, seem to have remained silent or silenced on the matter. For those who attempt to investigate it nowadays are greeted with denial, minimum information, and classified files, which are never to see the light of day. The contents of these files may just hold the secret to one of the greatest recorded UFO sightings of all time. What do you think? As time has gone by, more and more sightings of UFOs have come to light. Paranormal events, ghostly hauntings, and abduction stories are becoming the norm on platforms such as YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We all love a good scary story, but what if the story was real and we are the main characters? Perhaps genuine fear lies not within the realms of darkened hallways, under our beds, or behind closet doors. Perhaps we need to look above us to experience what it truly is to be terrified. As we check out of this episode of Destination Declassified, we hope you enjoyed and look forward to seeing you next time.